Hello, James. Wait, what? <laughs> what? No. no. No, no. People have expectations. I yeah, know, right? Time. Yeah, so let's try that again. Yes. Hello, James. Oh, my God. You're going to kill me. I've missed you so much. I've been so waiting to say these words, but I'm not saying them until you get it right. Hi, James. Ben, how are you? What, was I saying hello instead of hi? You were saying hello. It's like... Oh, wait, wait. I am out of practice. You, how, long is, how long have we been off air? So we have been off air since the middle of July when... So this is the, this is the irony. <laughs> it, it is people... You know, one... I mean, just to be clear, we appreciate we have passionate fans and whatnot. But <laughs> if we say on the podcast, this will probably be the last one for the summer... And then you you say why is there no podcast? It's it kind of suggests you don't listen to the podcast, which is I, I it's just kind of a mental disconnect. Well, um, well there is also a very reasonable like uh, take a break. You you were traveling all around this. You were traveling to the states with family and whatever, and it's it's really hard to do this while while you're on the road. So it but, is, and so this is the second summer in a row we have we have, we have taken most of the most of the summer off, and and yeah, just for logistical reasons, that will probably you know. Who knows what will happen in the future? But that, that will probably be the case. But we are back. Uh, it, it is the Labor Day was this weekend in the U.S. That is considered the start of fall. We could, for the record, have waited until September twentieth. You know, when fall actually starts. But no, we're being generous and we're and we're and we're and, back and absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like a couple uh, months. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I though I must. I don't know. With you, I kind of had the oh, opposite reaction. Wow. Oh my god! You were gonna. I know you were gonna say it. And I stole the joke. From no, you. I wasn't actually. I was gonna. I was gonna say someone on Twitter sent me, uh, well, sent us uh, a picture of Wolverine crying, which I'm assuming was uh, in the cartoon was Jean Grey, but they'd wiped out Jean Grey and put in the exponent logo in there instead. And I must confess that did make me laugh. Well, it, the, unfortunately for that person, it, it is also uh, obsolete because, a, as you may have noticed, we have new cover art. Very uh, most, exciting. It is exciting. Well, for a few reasons. So first, it is now <laughs> finally an exponential curve, which which <laughs> it probably should have been from the beginning. So yay, yay for us. Yep. Um, yay for math. And secondly, it says in there that that uh, exponent is presented by by Mailchimp. We've experimented a little bit with with doing some sponsorships early last year, and and decided it ultimately wasn't a great fit for a few reasons. First and foremost, in, in some respects, is is just the kind of the administrative overhead of of it and whatnot and and coming up to this year what we were thinking about was one i have no philosophical objection to advertising as anyone who has read my <laughs> knows but two what if you know what if there could be a good match between a company that is that does these sorts of sponsorships and and us where we could kind of do a deal for the whole year and they would present the podcast. They'd be on on the cover art, you know, in, kind of in a in, in, in a small way, and then we'd give a mention at the beginning. But to do this, I really wanted it to be a service that that I was personally a, a fan of, and the first company that came to mind was Mailchimp. Uh, they've done podcast sponsoring in the past, but more importantly, I am a longstanding user and customer of their software. They are they're the email software that powers your techery. So reached out and and they are they are thrilled to be on board. It's great to hear that they are listeners as well. <laughs> and so Exponent starting today and for the rest of the year will be sponsored by MailChimp. It's so exciting. I remember a couple of years back when um Serial first came to market and podcasts became a thing and it was uh if there was one thing that almost matched 
the amount of conversation around the quality of that content was the quality of the advertiser. Like their ads on that podcast are amazing. They've become associated with so many of the best podcasts. And I'm like you, I am so excited to have them as a sponsor. They are, they have an awesome product. I don't use it as much as you, but um, when working on the book and like reaching out to folks around the launch of the book, we used it then and I've used it subsequently. And it is, it's just like one of those products that is just a joy to use. And yeah, I, I, I echo everything you've said. It's super exciting. And we, we're super excited to have them as, a, as our um, sponsor. Right. So we, uh, we, we have plenty of episodes to talk about uh, what they actually do. They're a million programs. So I'm not, I don't think we need to belabor it here. But, but I'm, I'm really excited just about the, and also the ability to, to um, kind of keep this, the format of Exponent like it is. Uh, we can get as, you know, frustrated and annoyed with each other <laughs> without the luxury of a sponsor break in the middle. And, and I know that's what, that's what Wolverine demands. Yeah, so. I, I, you don't want to piss off Wolverine. <laughs> and, and also it will keep you off the street, which is, which is an added benefit. Yeah, that is true. That uh, you you warned me that there was going to be a pretty good segue uh, out of Mailchimp into what I've been up to, and uh, you definitely did not disappoint. So, what Ben is referring to is actually the last couple of months have been quite eventful for me. The beginning of August, I left Medallia. Uh, it's uh, it had been a fantastic three and a half year run, and still super bullish about the company for all the reasons that we've talked about on the importance of customer experience. But it had been around 200 people when I joined, and it was it was up to a thousand. And I was starting to think about other potential challenges. And also, I feel like people, when they get these opportunities to take a break, and I am in the luxurious position of being able to do so now because I now have a green card, which is very exciting. They don't take advantage of it. So I've been a little busy in the last month. I, the last day of work was August 1. August 2, I jumped on a plane and went up to Calgary in Canada and did a 10-day silent meditation retreat um, before jumping in a car, driving through the Rockies, which was absolutely phenomenal, some of the most beautiful country that I have ever seen, uh, landing down in Vancouver, spending a few days there, down to Seattle, getting back to San Francisco, uh, throwing all my shit in a bag and then heading off to Burning Man and I'm still getting all the dust out of my hair as we speak. So, as you can see for the record, <laughs> the lack of exponent, you tried to blame it on me at the beginning of the podcast, but you've been far more unavailable than I have. Oh, that is true. I've, uh, there was definitely no way I could do it during the 10 days of silence. Uh, <laughs> I that was not happening. It would have worked for me, to be honest. You actually, I tweeted about going out on that silent meditation retreat, and you, you responded back with something that made me laugh, which is like, ah, uh, something along those lines. And I was tempted when I got back out to reply to that tweet and say oh how did the podcast go did anybody notice that i wasn't there oh <laughs> turn. so 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 one of our most famous podcasts is the first time you went to burning man and your kind of experience there uh. any any similar not not to put the pressure on but any similar insights from either your silent retreat or or Burning Man take three. Yeah, so they they definitely experiences at the other at opposite ends of the spectrum. And actually, I was almost a bit reluctant to head out to the desert after the ten days of silence. With the meditation, probably like with Burning Man the first time round, I had no real idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I I figured like taking some time out to reflect would be a good thing before 
figuring out what the next thing is. And this seemed like as good a way as any to do it. And a couple of friends had told me about this, so I signed up. Um, it's a type of meditation called Vipassana, which I'd only heard a limited amount about, but it turns out that this is what Buddha used to reach enlightenment, which was something of a surprise. And uh, the, the basic idea is that the, the Buddhists believe that if you, if you want to reach that point, you need to get down to the lowest levels of the mind, the subconscious, and start to reprogram that. And that part of the mind... Um, rather than the higher levels, it only responds to sensations on the body. And so what Vipassana is all about is scanning the body for sensations, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, and developing equanimity with them um, to stop cravings and aversions, which are, in a lot of philosophies, but Buddhism as well, are considered the root of all misery. And, you know, so many of these, I've, I've been exposed to lots of different philosophies, as I'm sure lots of the people listening to this podcast are. And one of the things that I appreciated about the meditation was that in, in a lot of these other philosophies, people tell you no cravings, no aversions, don't do this, don't do that. The thing that's cool about this meditation is it actually gives you a mechanism for how. It's it, it's uh, the, the recognition that this is being driven by this subconscious part of the mind that, that is craving pleasurable experiences on the body and averse to unpleasurable ones. And the meditation is all about scanning your body for these experiences and developing equanimity with them. Now, the sting in the tail is that when you start, they, they have these things called sittings of great determination where you uh, have to sit still for an hour at a time. And I have quite low blood pressure. So after an hour of not moving, it felt like my hands and my feet were on fire. But by the end of the week, I... Um, like I'd started to build up this equanimity to it. And it's not the kind of thing where uh, you come out and uh, 10 days later, your life is entirely changed. In fact, I'd be any philosophy or anything like this where it's like, you know, come in 10 days later, you're, you're all set. I'd be a little bit skeptical of, but I noticed, I noticed the difference, like being more aware of the way I was reacting, like how we can so easily become slaves to our subconscious. Like you feel an itch and without even thinking you go for it or, or, or all kinds of different things. And you, you, begin to develop the presence of mind to pause and react and figure, okay, where is this coming from? And it started to manifest in other areas of my life, I feel like in a positive way. And um, it's something that I'm hoping to keep up in the same way that I swim a lot and do yoga a lot, like I feel like there are lots of positive benefits to that. I like my aim is to like incorporate this meditation into my daily routine um, and we will see how we go. But yeah, I, it was super valuable. It was not, I thought it was going to be 10 days, Zen out, unplug. It was hard work. Like they wake you up at 4 a.m. You're meditating for upwards of 10 hours a day, which sounds easy, is actually really hard, but a, a super valuable experience. And if I'm, I'm going to, I've written something about it and we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, if people are thinking about it uh, or have heard about it, I would encourage if you can afford the 10 days, and I realize I am in a luxurious position to be able to take 10 days to go do something like this. But if you're curious about it, I would say there is a lot of value to be had from doing something. Like so uh, did you meditate at Burning Man? I did meditate at Burning Man, though I must confess in terms of environments to uh in terms of environments to go into in which to 
uh, keep up a rigorous routine or a schedule, <laughs> that's not the best one because your sleeping hours are all over the place. It, well, for tradition's sake, I'm glad we did touch that on Burning Man, but I have to admit I wanted to segue uh, after your 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 description of your meditation retreat because it would have been too perfect to go from, you know, having nothing and, and resisting temptation to talking about Apple and me prodding you about the Apple Watch and trying to get you all riled up. Um, <laughs> Just for old time's sake, huh? I know, I know. What was it like let's see what let's see let's see how how good you are uh when you're not in the middle of the wilderness and you're having me tell you that your your opinions are terrible. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's give it a go. Um I, I uh, must confess that being out in the wilderness I did drop out of the habit of uh Reading your uh, reading strategy every yeah, yeah. Day. Well, it turns turns out yes, for all the benefits of being on the internet, if you don't actually don't have internet access, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, that is very much the case. But this morning, I I, I started that habit up again, and I really enjoyed the article. Um, that being said, I was uh, the reason I enjoyed it was because it took a left turn in an unexpected way. I was expecting it more to continue along the lines at the start, which is uh, it. it, it wait, no, no, wait, wait, just before I, yeah. I, I want to hear you, like where you thought it was going and where what this left turn was, because I've been actually super interested in this part of the article. So just for pe- people who haven't read yet, it's on strategy beyond the iPhone mm. about 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 the event. So I'm actually super curious to hear your take on it and 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 i'll explain why i'm curious so i i'm probably have been guilty of this for some time but i i feel like every iteration of the iphone the extent to which they are the extent to which they are able to improve over the previous generation feels like it's getting narrower and narrower. And I thought, like, given the the, the history, like the sales miss um, last quarter, like that was going to be the focus. And the thing that I really enjoyed, and I'm sure we're going to get into the left the left turn was like actually there's a lot of stuff in this device that's setting things up for the future and potentially a future beyond the phone. And that's what I thought was super cool about it. Here's the question I have for you, mm. and that, that's a good thirty second summary of of, of a two thousand word article. So well done. Was the article bullish or bearish? The <laughs> the article. I'm gonna dodge the question because because there are two sides of the coin. The article was bullish in terms of Apple doing everything they possibly can to set themselves up for a post iPhone future. But I read into the bear side of things because the post iPhone future is going to involve a lot more services and a lot less hardware and that's where apple starts to lose its edge so i i see it from two sides of the coin <laughs> you're such a cheater i know um, sorry <laughs> to just to, to follow up on what you said i mean i this is what happens in products like right? they they go up the the curve and they're just a diminishing return to 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 what you can do and you know i've argued for several years now and famously this is how we kind of came together for this podcast uh, that that's not necessarily a threat for Apple from a traditional disruption standpoint mm. in that they're not going to be disrupted by by low modular good enough Android because there is like the the user experience there's there's not really a limit to that and frankly you know we're we're 10 years in now and or just almost 10 years in now and Android hasn't caught up yet mm. I think if you're physically interacting with the device again some people disagree um, for me, and I think for a lot of people, there is a difference there. Mm. And more importantly, just the power of ecosystems and being locked in and habits and all that sort of thing, like all, all works works in, in Apple's favor. And, and 
you know, the the threat, as you kind of hinted at, isn't necessarily people leaving the iPhone for Android to get something better. It's it's keeping their iPhones for longer because, like, right. is it really worth the hassle and trouble and expense expense to to upgrade when when the phone you have is is you know still pretty good and and has a headphone jack i might add has a goddamn headphone jack and has a headphone jack and and so this is what was so interesting about kind of the the reaction i mean because i've been at this long enough that i kind of know like there's the same group of people that that tweet your articles or react to your articles Mm. but it's different and there's definitely a very (laughs) distinct apple contingent like apple fan contingent who were all very excited about this article which which was interesting because it was I do think I was rightly complimentary of Apple, but like implicit in that complimenting was that uh, this is going to be a rough cycle for Apple. Uh, I yeah. think. I mean, I mean, like really to the normal person who doesn't like, why would you buy an iPhone seven? Like, especially if you have an iPhone six or an iPhone six success. It's it's not really it's not really clear at all. And again for all the features you can list and please you don't have to email us about the features <laughs> like that's our job to know them <laughs> the headphone jack is a big deal like the, the, it, it, it yes not everyone uses them and actually I don't really use them anymore either I've been using bluetooth for 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 a while and it it it, it, it is great but you know people who plug it in at work and then listen to music like I just I, I have enough things in my life that I need to charge without having to worry about one more thing do you know what I mean well, it's it's not just that. It's not just that. Even if people don't really use the headphone jack, and they, but they think they do, it, it's friction. Like mm. it is a it is a hurdle for a device that is already having a difficult time getting people down the down the funnel. Mm. And like now, you're basically put in like an escape hatch in the funnel. Yeah. Whereas you're sliding down the funnel to purchase. It's like ah, no headphone, bail. Yeah. And and to <laughs> think that that's. That was awesome sound effects, by the way. That was just so people know. That was not some after. Yeah, that's what I've been doing all that's summer. Really- <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing all summer practicing my sound effects. But no, but it, like to think that's not going to have a, like so. Even if the even if there was the headphone jack, the iPhone seven is going to have significant challenges. And you know, even if it was a redesign, it would have significant challenges. Mm. And it's not really a redesign, so that's already so. Like the allure is less, and the the hurdle is higher. And it. it I think it's going to be a tough year. I've been saying for 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 many months now that that it's going, that it's going to be a tough year. And so, from that perspective, from a forecasting from Apple, which I don't do forecasts, and this is not stock advice, and blah 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 blah. Mm. But that is a it's it's that's a pretty bearish sentiment. And I put in you know Farhan Manju's article, which I thought was really well done, actually, because he's right. There, like. There is no dazzle or bling to the iPhone 7. There, there isn't. This is what happens when these products start maturing. Like they run out of, it becomes hard, It becomes harder and harder to impress people in that way. Right. And this is, this is not Apple's fault, right? No, this is, right. The, this is just the way it happens, right? Like all, this happens to all products over time. Maturing of a category. It's, to, it's totally normal. It's funny. Like I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right in terms of like, this is going to be a tough year, but it was also the uh, the other end of the spectrum and the 
the reference to her, like that just made me laugh out loud. When you, I, I, her, her, her being her being the movie, yes, yeah, the, ongoing, right. the ongoing joke in here. Yeah, well, that, that's what's that's what's so interesting, and, and I think admirable for Apple, and I think that's what kind of like the 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 Apple fans picked up on was there. There is a level of admiration for Apple in this article, in that they like they are pushing forward to to a future. And to me, the most interesting thing was was the AirPods and this idea. You pair it to your iPhone, and now it's paired to your watch, and it's paired to your computer, and it's paired to all your other stuff. Well, if there, it's not a far step from there to to just going out with your watch and your AirPods, right? This is the exact future mm. we've been talking about since episode one of this podcast, and I've been talking about since the very beginning of Shatechery. A future where your number one interaction model is voice mm. to the cloud, basically. And and again, a, another reaction would be like, oh, well, people aren't going to get rid of their phones. No, of course they're not getting rid of their phones. It's not, it's, this isn't a one-to-one substitution. We didn't get rid of the radio when we went to TV. We or the computer when we got, rid of, got our phones, right? Right, right, exactly. But, but it's a it's a it's a sh- it's a shift and it's a it's a diminishing of the primary primality of the phone in your life and there yep. is no other way to spin that except that that is problematic for apple because the phone is like the perfect manifestation of what makes apple mm. A brilliant product company. It it taps into status. It's with you everywhere. It taps into the integration of hardware and software and the way it works and works together. And Apple's long history and graphical user interfaces and and software and, and the underlining of, of next being the next step being being the foundation. Mm. Like everything about Apple is about this person. It's the most personal device. Mm-hmm. You know, not to sound like an Apple executive, but but it is. It, it's your whole life in your hands. In your hands, you're touching it. You're interacting with it. And it is the absolute pinnacle of, uh, of to mix my metaphors, being in Apple's wheelhouse, right? Like that's what the, it has everything that Apple about what they do best. And going past that, mm. even whatever degree it is, even if it's one degree or 10 degrees or 15 degrees, is to be in a place that Apple is just not as suited for. And, and that's not a criticism. It's just a fact. This is what's... Um and this is why when you ask me am i bearish or am i bullish from a management perspective from an uh from a business perspective what they're doing is so admirable because i mean i like like let me like one of the things that i think i learned out in the desert is that like our natural tendency is for things that we are afraid of people or situations or experiences our natural tendency is to run away from them and that is exactly the same in organizations like if you see something or if you see a future where your your margins are going to end up being decimated or evaporated or your core product is going to get cannibalized the natural tendency is for people to run away from that and what is so admirable about what they're doing is rather than running away from this and your article kind of spelled out how and like the steps they're taking they're actually being brave enough to run towards this very uncertain future and the, the the word is the courageous, not brave. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, it's it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do on a personal level. It's incredibly hard to do on a business level as well. But it is incredibly admirable that that's what they're doing. Well, it, it's it's admirable. <laughs> the true measure of this will not. You won't be able to take the measure for several years. Mm. I mean, because because yeah, the the optimal quote unquote optimal thing to do 
at least from a certain perspective, is for Apple to seek to prolong the era of the phone, right? And, and manage, you know, manage the the slowdown and and don't do stuff like remove the headphone jack because that's going to slow make it harder to sell phones mm. and. And to keep us in this area where the phone is is centered to everything, because this is the era that is best for Apple, just from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're exactly right. It, it is it is courageous to 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 push us to a new era era where the phone is not at the center. Mm. And and you're and, but the question is, is it? And this is why I, I I put it around this courage thing. This is a subtle point. I'm not sure if people, not everyone picked up on this. You know, so famously, it, it, when Schiller was justifying why they took the headphone jack, like it's for three reasons. Well, actually, it's one word: courage. We are very <laughs> courageous. I, it was cringe-inducing. Yeah. It, it was, and it came across as so hubristic. Yeah. But but, but here's but, well, this is why, and this is this is kind of the, the subtle point I was trying I was trying to make. I guess if we to explain it, it wasn't it was it didn't work, but. It is courageous, but it may also be hubristic, right? It, it, like it, it can be both at the same time because the reality is there. it's still very much an open question, and we are both well-known skeptics, I think, about Apple's province to succeed in, the, in, the, in, the, in this future mm. where, where the touch interface is not the central part of your experience. And so, yes, it is admirable. They're running full speed ahead, and they're bringing all their powers to bear. Especially, you know, something I didn't get into, but I will another day update is you know the degree to which their their investment and chip expertise is so central to everything that that they're doing. But at the same time, like it may be challenging to like what are they running towards? Is that really a place that in the long run will be optimal for them? Well, I I. I no one knows, and I think you're right. We'll only find out when we get there. But I, I think, um, I think that this is what I, this is what I love. This is one of the reasons I have so much admiration for this company. Is that uh, the 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 quote unquote traditional business school way of viewing this problem would be through the lens of like how do we make the most money out of this epoch, and that would be to slow things down to maintain phone at the, the phone at the center and it takes a very different perspective to say this is going to run its course we can already start to see the signs that it's going to uh now the the natural inclination and particularly given the incredible success we've had in the past uh, the natural inclination is like if we don't lead the way into the next epoch it's not going to happen so we're going to bury our heads in the sand we are going to keep focused on what we're doing well and we are going to ride it all the way the brave thing to do and the reason why i have so much admiration for this company is that the lens through which they make decisions is not based purely on a financial perspective it is genuinely what they talk about which is making great products that change the world that they're proud and they love to use and this is this behavior what what you identify in this article is completely consistent with that if the best option given where technology gets to in the next couple of years is to just take your watch out and to have headphones and that's a better experience than uh, taking your phone with you and like let's like the attitude is let's go do that and that is what's so phenomenal about this company and why i have so much admiration for it now whether they end up being the ones that succeed at it remains to be seen <laughs> I, I maybe because i didn't go on a trip i'm a little more cynical than you but yeah, um <laughs> i need to take well, you out to the desert what, with me what, next i year. mean one one could certainly note that uh you know 
to get the full Apple future, one has to now pay $20 more for a plus because they raised the price and buy AirPods, increasing Apple's average take per customer significantly, well, you know, I, which is yeah, yeah. A, a quality monetary outcome. You know, if you, of course. if your ability to increase customers is, is increasingly constrained, then increasing your take per customer is another way to grow revenue. And, and they've, I mean, they've never been shy about making the most money out of the customers that they have because they have the best customers. Uh, you're you're total, totally fair, but it doesn't feel like the decisions are being driven by how to maximize that money. I, I think the underlying trend you identified is correct. It's like a move towards the future. And then once those, those trends have been identified, like once that once that move is underway, yeah, sure. These guys have never been shy about monetizing their customers. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, or, or you could be super duper single, which I don't think this is true. But say that uh, Apple's pushing us to this voice centric future, so that we all get frustrated and don't even bother trying anywhere else. I don't buy that. I know, I know. Well, I mean, well, this is this is I think the, the trick Apple's trying to pull off is is Siri get Siri to be good enough. Uh, the more obviously, the more it's used, the more the more the options they the more the capacity to to improve it mm. and if you it's almost like it's almost like uh microsoft in the cloud like microsoft's cloud strategy and enterprise is to take all these companies that are, have on-premise software and mm. move them to this kind of hybrid model or mm-hmm. move along and it'll just easier to do it with microsoft whereas with amazon it's like you're all in or you're out Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's 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 simplifying a bit, but generally Amazon's most successful with new companies who just start on Amazon, mm-hmm. or or they get companies who switch switch all the over. Or Microsoft's like, oh, we'll, we'll kind of hold your hand all, all along the way. And I think for app that that's that's how, what I would analogize to to the way Apple hopes this turn out. Right, that we end up in this middle ground where we use the phone most of the time, but we use the voice stuff sometimes, and it's good enough. And and people live happily in the Apple ecosystem and don't even go outside. Whereas I would definitely suspect if we were ever in a pure voice sort of scenario, well, I wouldn't suspect, I'm certain you're going to be better off with with Google or, you know, yeah. or, or with, with Amazon or, or and, whatever it and, and the, the fact that they have that, um, they, they are invested uh, in you doing that because that halfway kind of approach because they have been so successful with the phone is one of the risks around whether they get this right for reasons we've talked about previously like the power of having a completely blank slate or the power of having failed in the previous paradigm gives you the freedom to approach the next thing and say okay given what we know now is this the best approach yeah because apple will always operate with the assumption that iphone is there whereas like some new entry like like there's nothing hindering google from going in i mean there is there is for google but much less than apple because they don't make as much direct profit from selling phones to, what what if we imagine a world where there is no phone yeah and 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 apple it will be harder organizationally for apple to do that than it will be for someone else and that's why that's why it, it like again as we've talked about as i've written about it's it's why it doesn't surprise me that the echo is like one of the most successful new platform like products since the iphone because Amazon came at it from a blank slate. They weren't tethered in the past. And it's also part of the reason why Microsoft's attempt to get into mobile was such a dismal failure because they were so anchored in the PC paradigm. Right, exactly. And again, we don't have numbers in the Echo, but but by all counts, it is very successful. Yeah. Yes, and also, you know, Apple's, which we talked about in our robot quite a bit earlier in the year, you know, they're just the 
the way Apple being structured as a product company and how that makes it, I th- I think more difficult to operate as a services company. And, and there's just mm. lots of small stuff about this. Mm-hmm. We talked about it plenty. Other people have talked about it. You know that that's just going to remain. That's going to remain a challenge. I still think they should have a service focused portion and a product focused portion. But you know they're gonna they're gonna hold on to it. Come, you know no matter what. And it, it was interesting because because <laughs> there was a Washington Post interview with with Cook where he actually addressed that specifically. It kind of not in response to a question. He just kind of started you know we're 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 not gonna follow the business school stuff. I'll separate. Blah, blah, blah. It was like out, kind of out of nowhere. It, it was it, it was interesting. But and that's and I know from being there like that that is it's central to to Apple generally, but particularly Tim Cook's, you know, view of what Apple is. Like Apple being a unitary organization that that is, you know, functionally organized and not split in any sort of way except for retail, is it's just core to to its core. It, it, it cannot it's one of those things that's so core and fundamental mm. to the way as I understand, I think for good reason that he sees the company that it's just it's not really a question for debate. It's just the way it's going to be. Well, so I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, right. But I, and and like to to be fair, the fact that they have bucked the quote unquote business school approach to doing totally. things has been part of their success. The danger with these things is always that. Uh, that there's you you learn these lessons and the outside environment changes in, in a way that we're talking about with services and you've learned that lesson so hard that your ability to recognize that the environment has changed and that perhaps the, what you've learned doesn't apply anymore ends up holding you back no this is exactly it like they're like the <laughs> they're they're just it, it like we're dealing with facts here and that's what makes this actually so interesting like moving to a world a, a voice centric world is by definition moving from a a hardware software integration world to a hardware services integration world for for for, for lack of a better word and and the the software like that it takes to scroll nicely or to respond to touch the way it's just a very different problem than creating something like Siri. And the question is, does the organization's skill and aptitude that goes into one transfer to the other? I don't think it does, but we're going to find out. And that's awesome. It's like, it's like a, it's a very, it's, it's a very neat test. It's not a perfect test because Apple will be able to bring in all its inherent advantages. And the other thing about this moving to this new world is for whatever disadvantages Apple may or may not have on the services side, like there's still no question they have big advantages on the on the hardware side and like in particularly you know what they talk about with the chip and we'll, we'll see mm. the teardowns and how all these airpods work with the w1 chip and whatever that actually ends up meaning but there's absolutely reason to take apple at their word that they are doing unique stuff with this that no one else can do because that's what they do they do like they do in incredible miracles in in hardware mm. to 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 accomplish these sorts of things and that's and that's that's a big deal like i have i have absent evidence to the contrary my presumption is going to be that apple's hardware this scenario where you say you have a cellular watch com- connected to to something in your ear that from a hardware perspective it's going to work better apple's is going to work yeah. better than than the competitions and that very well may be enough to overcome whatever challenges they have on the server side like if you if you have uh, an airpod that picks up what you say perfectly and Siri is ninety seven percent accurate, and you have a Samsung or or 
LG or or whatever it might be um, piece that picks that is that is less accurate from the physical device, but connects to Google's server and is more accurate on the server side. Like that can cancel out. It could even be in Apple's favor. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's it's it again. Like uh, going back to me hedging my bets or uh, the famous one foot either side of the barbed wire fence around. Like, uh, are you bearish or bullish on Apple? Like, I feel like with this refresh again it's not going to be super compelling in terms of uh, people going out and just like i need this and like it's a slam dunk and in the long run like in the long 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 run as we start to move towards services I, I I do think they will struggle, but there's still a lot of time in between that one year and that however long it takes for services to become utterly dominant. And you just described exactly the kind of circumstance where Apple's uh, expertise, Apple's edge is still going to play a really big role because like you can't get your headphones to talk to your watch. And, you know, it's hard enough to get the, the damn thing like with a with a full on touchscreen to get everything paired. It's only going to get harder to get things talking to each other as they get smaller. And I could easily see a world in which you get super frustrated and it's like, no, this isn't good enough. And that's the kind of thing that you typically don't get when you exist in Apple's ecosystem. Totally. Like, I actually never paired headphones to my Apple watch before because it, it seemed too complicated and it just wasn't worth the trouble this idea that it's just done is mm. is is fantastic and and i can't like i had a samsung gear last year i mean like there's the 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 integration point is still is still a real one it's still mm. something that matters that matters to, and again in consumer markets it just matters much more than it does than it does in 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 markets where the buyer and the user are different people because like you're buying for your peace of mind it's, i mean it's like us for this podcast right half the reason we want to go with this model is not just that we can drone on and on, but also like we we enter in this relationship with Mailchimp. We both feel great about. It. They like us. We like them, and then it's done for the year. And we're and we're and we're and we're, we're, we're going to talk about it, right? I talk with, with advertising. There's an everyone thinks about the return, but the investment matters too. In that you want to minimize it, right? This goes for consumer products. There's an investment in figuring it out, in yeah. getting it to work, and that stuff matters to the just like just as there's that there's that hatch in the funnel about the head phone jack where people mm. fall out there's a similar hatch when it comes to like pairing your goddamn headphones to your to, to, like it's most people don't do it because it's hard and it's difficult so yeah i mean like and you can extend this lots of extent to the car right like <laughs> what a mm. mess that is right mm. and there's a lot this integration it still matters apple still has a distinct advantage there they still make and have the best hardware and are the best at creating these new sorts of things. But that doesn't change the fact that they have fundamental weaknesses. And those weaknesses are not, again, those weaknesses are not like they choose to be weak. They're weaknesses that are inherent in the yeah. sort of company that they are. And and that's what I think that people that complain about us talking, talking about services. We're not, it, it's implicit in praising Apple's product prowess is being concerned about their about their services, implicit in praising Google or Amazon for having a service based model that that is iterative and responsive, and you know, like th- this idea that you build an interface where you don't have to actually talk, everything's defined, and there's a standard way to interconnect. Like it's just a way of thinking and building that just 
fundamentally opposed to integration, integration versus modularity. Like it's the very core of that debate. And to be good at one is to be mm. bad at the other. And to be in the mushy middle is to be nowhere. So it's right. it's a compliment that Apple's bad at services because that means they're great at products. And it's a compliment that Google's bad at products because they're great at services. Like it's just the way it is. And this interplay is interesting. It's not saying anyone's bad or good or whatever. It's it's this well, this is why I write the stuff that I write because it's it's interesting to see how it plays out. Right. I, I I think this is like one of the it is like one of the quick fanboy tests. Like that the, there is a belief that some folks have that these organizations are good at everything. And I'm yet to meet a person or or view an organization that is good at everything. And the the weaknesses typically are inherent to the strengths whatever you whatever you are strong at there is an inverse weakness that is related to it it's like that other side of the coin and again it's one of these things that's come up again and again and again and it's it's not being said to criticize it's just it's it's uh, it's it's all uh, like the way I've started to view these now. It almost feels just like a fact. Like you have built a model that is really good at these things, but as a result of building that kind of model, it is going to be poorer at these other things. Like you build a Formula One car, it's going to be great at certain things, but it's gonna like don't try carrying cargo in it. And at the same time, you you build a Mack truck, it's going to be phenomenal for carting cargo, but like it's probably not going to do so well if you want to race it around twists and turns. And in the same way that's true of vehicles, it's it's also true of organizations. It's not it's not being said as like some criticism. It's it's it 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 feels to me more just like a statement of fact, an observation around the way these things have structured themselves. Absolutely. And and to the degree you try to do both is you you weaken mm. you, you you make yourself non-competitive. Like there's the value is in the extremes. Right. Right. And and and, and like it's like a different approach to like self-improvement, right? I have this I have this debate with 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 friends all the time. Like I guess we're going full circle here. But it's like, do you want to like fix your weaknesses or accentuate your strengths. And I'm firmly in the camp of like cover up your weaknesses as much yeah. as you can, but spend 95% of your energy accentuating your strengths and putting you in a position to take advantage of those. Like, obviously you don't want to be a, you know, a total jerk. But, well, I mean, well, look at me, I'm a jerk, right? Like as you're, we discussed on this you podcast. Like, you like to appear like a jerk. You're not a jerk. Well, I, I think I have a good heart, but I can you have do. a gruff, I can have a gruff exterior. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I've come to appreciate the graphic exterior, <laughs> which I don't do well in a corporate environment. Like it, it, it like you know it, and b- whereas I can sit here in my in 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 my office where there's no one here, and I can talk to you, and I can write articles, and like I've ameliorated my weakness, and hopefully put myself in a position to accentuate my strengths like so it's weird because in a corporate environment i get dinged for my communication like that i'm too like i'm just too direct and to the point right whereas as a writer i'm complimented for my communication like what's different like it, it, well it's 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 putting myself in a context where where the weaknesses are less important than they might mm. be and the strengths can can be accentuated and again like it, we're going from Matt trucks to Ben sitting in his office to mm. the most valuable company in the world but the 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 general idea that you want to move this direction holds and of course you still have to deal with your weaknesses apple needs to be good at services and again i think there's things they could do to be better but they're also 
what's what in this bringing this back to this move, they are leveraging their strengths. They're leveraging their hardware capabilities. Mm-hmm. They're leveraging their integration capabilities to make the experience to give themselves the best possible chance to succeed, even if it's a tough, tougher place for them to be. And that's what they would not do if they if they held back, if they dwelt if they dwelt on the phone, if they tried to keep us in this epoch. They they might make the phone more successful for a slightly longer period of time, but when and if they were forced to the next step, mm. they would be in a worse place for having not leveraged their strengths. So I, I'm thinking back to that, the, the, the debate you have with your friends around the quote unquote self-improvement. And I, I feel like there's a generalizable trend. I, I, I think what's happening is that uh, the internet technology in general is starting to fundamentally change the environment. Uh, whereas once you were much more likely to be in an environment that it was a, it was, you were, you are much less exposed on a broad scale. And when that happens, like those weaknesses end up holding you back a lot more. So for example, working in a corporate environment, like you, you need to like fix those weaknesses. But and, and similarly, if you're an organization serving a local market, you need to fix those weaknesses. But the internet is starting to change it from a much more local small market to a much, uh, a much wider, broader market where you're competing against way more people. And the like it's not the weaknesses yeah you still want to make sure they're not holding you back but it's the strengths that end up setting you apart and it's like that with with your writing and it's like that with the phones like the addressable market is the entire world and it is more important to be really good at something than not suck at everything else yeah, that's a great point. Like the the chief problem today is there is is abundance, right? You have mm, to be able to and you exactly. have to, be able to cut through. It, it, it's it's this yeah. It really is a fundamental shift from a world of scarcity where you you just want to be a product that doesn't offend yeah too many people, right? <laughs> and everyone and you're focused on like well, yeah, this is exactly. a big thing for me this summer. You know, every summer last summer was aggregation theory. We didn't get a podcast about saying this. This summer, the big thing for me has been that everything, like everything's interconnected, right? Like the the advertising is interconnected with the CPG companies, is interacted with distribution, is interconnected with retail, and and this whole world is built on the presumption of scarcity and that distribution matters. And because they're interconnected, they're actually going to last longer than they probably should. Because they're propping each other up, but once but once the thing goes, it's gonna go mm-hmm. right. And and because the reality of this new world is abundance, and and the need is to cut through. It's mm-hmm. not to be 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 palatable to the most right. people. It's, like if you're yeah, buying on exactly. the internet, it's not about you walking into a store and there's limited shelf space, so they're gonna stock stuff that most people who go to the store will be okay with. If you're on the internet, you have to have something where people will go to your site and will order it. We'll go to Amazon and we'll search in this box where there's millions and millions mm. of products and we'll seek out your product mm-hmm. and we'll buy it. Like you, you, people have to propel themselves to your product instead of defaulting to your product. Right. And this is the case for. Yeah, you're right. It is a case for smartphones because you're competing with 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 the with the with the Chinese manufacturers mm-hmm. and, and the Korean manufacturers and and everyone the Indian manufacturer. Like it's. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's a great point. I, mean, I just reset everything you said like three times. <laughs> Everything's interconnected. When you said that, I was thinking one of these days I'm going to drag you out into the dust of Black Rock City, and we're going to podcast <laughs> from out there. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan, uh, which will probably never happen. <laughs> well, we can dream. 
<laughs> well, dream or nightmare. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I think you'd enjoy it. You're, you're the resident. You're the resident hippie of this podcast. You know, it's true. you know, it's pretty. Which is actually, it's funny, which is actually, it's not true. Like, if you actually like think about like our life, like I mean, you would, you were like a consultant and Harvard Business School. Exactly. And start off, like I'm the one that's kind of over the map, but, but then we're like coming across the exact opposite. I, I was like, you know, you're doing something, I, I don't know, something funny's going on when the Harvard Business School guy is being called the resident hippie, but I guess there you go. <laughs> Needless to say, our, our, our podcast is very focused at a certain <laughs> niche. <laughs> exactly. We're at the extremes here, right? Exactly. Exactly. Cutting through, cutting through. Uh, just like MailChimp cuts through, if you need to receive fun email. Uh, no, our thanks to MailChimp. Like I said, we'll get more into the product in the future, but I am a very satisfied customer, and I think that's probably the single best um, endorsement that, that, that I can give them. They will be with us all, all season, and, uh, and, and we will be with you all season. We are back, and we will be here for, for the next, well, until next summer. We'll see what happens. That's right. So, yeah, thank you. Let me echo you. Thank you, MailChimp. And also, it's really good to talk to you. I've missed these conversations. It's great to be back. Very good. I will talk to you later. Sounds good, mate. See you later. Bye-bye.